live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. I don't want to be a buzzkill. I don't want to be a cooler. I don't want to be the wet blanket. And I sure as hell don't want to start a three-hour talk show like that. But you want to talk about a buzzkill? Why don't we talk about those fighting fills? You know, who really didn't show any fight at all last night. Man, they didn't show much of anything at all last night. They basically no-showed a World Series game, which is how they became the second team to ever record no hits in a World Series game and the first to ever happen in their own yard or have it happen in their own yard. Two nights ago, the party started literally on the first pitch. Last night, that party never started at all. I thought I started that party for you first thing in the morning. I was all about it throughout the entire program yesterday. Then it never happened. Forget the celebratory horse pie sandos. They need to bust out some horse pie sandos for that horse pie display with their bats. Way to break the bats out, yo. Way to bring the bats, yo. Today is National Sandwich Day. Hey, Ike, happy National Sandwich Day to the greatest sandwich maker in the history of the world, Mm. Ike. Anyway, it could have been National Horse Pie Sando Day. It could have been the best day ever in Philadelphia. Instead, it's setting up to be one of the biggest butt-puckering nights ever. Buttocks. Buttocks clenching. Buttocks. Not clinching, clenching. There's going to be some serious buttocks puckering going on. Because this Phillies team went from everything they hit, flying out the yard, to hitting absolutely nothing at all. Yeah, it did. According to ESPN, they are actually the first team in the history of baseball to hit five-plus home runs and then get no hit in the next game. Like I always say about baseball, if you do something that's never been done in the history of the sport, it's either the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever because they've played that sport like 9,000 years. How, How can there still be things happening that haven't happened before? Well, it happened last night. So that whiplash that Philly fan is feeling this morning is unlike any baseball fan whiplash ever. It's like whiplash plus a hangover plus a hankering for horse pie that will not be satisfied tonight. Look what happened over the last 24 hours. They experience the best night ever, and then they chase that with the most excruciating night ever, and it happened in 24 hours. And I know you, Philly fan, you'll tell me, uh, right, Rome, welcome to our lives. Welcome to us. Why you think we're a Philly fan? Oh, I get it. I know. Except I got sucked in. You sucked me in. The greatest rager ever thrown in their ballpark to the lamest party of all time that never even started. I mean, y'all got no hit in the presence of the boss, even. Y'all, seriously, did Bruce Springsteen like that? Not exactly glory days, eh, fellas? Hey, oh. Never mind dancing in the dark. 
You look like you're all swinging in the dark. Hey-oh. Badlands. Now we're getting somewhere. Badlands. How about bad swings? The only things going down on the streets of Philadelphia last night were shame and misery. I mean, how do you do me like that? More importantly, how do you do the boss like that? The boss was in the house. Hey, you couldn't manage one hit. It's incredible. Incredible. Hey, remember when Nick Castellanos was all about, quote, I can't imagine what it's like for the Astros. They've got, quote, zero breathing room. Yeah, well, y'all had zero hits. 0.0. How many hits you had last night, Philly? 0.0. And as far as you can't imagine what it's going to be like for the Strohs, I don't know. They seem pretty comfortable. comfortable. They seem pretty comfy. They seem just fine. In fact, they seemed like they just flipped all the pressure and momentum in this series. Like I said yesterday, Houston had to find a way to win last night. Houston had to find a way to diffuse that energy quickly. And that's exactly what they did. And now we've got a brand new series. Now, all of a sudden, it feels like Philadelphia is in a must-win situation. Philly does not want to be going down 3-2 and back to Houston, needing to win two straight. In fact, they are in a must-win situation, if you ask me. They have to win tonight. Philly fan, you have to win tonight. And you suddenly can't be feeling so great about things. Suddenly, I'm changing up. Suddenly, I'm no longer checking flights to Philly or practicing shimmying up the Crisco lampposts that I've got working in my neighborhood. Suddenly, I'm no longer asking Alvin to tomahawk bottles of the goose off my head to see if I can roll with it in real time. Alvy's running the Grey Goose scout team for me in practice. He's been tomahawking big goose bottles off my head to see if I'll be able to handle it in real time. Dude, dude, it's not just enough to see if you can take it. You need to take it at elevation. Climb up that pole van, Smack. Then I'm going to step back. I'm going to walk it off. I'm going to walk it off. This is the... Exit velo speed of the goose bottle leaving my hand and bouncing off your forehead. I mean, we've gotten really analytical about it. I want to make sure that if I show up in Philadelphia for that party, I can hold my own. Except after seeing what happened last night, I'm not putting myself through all that training for no reason. Because now we got a problem, Philly. I mean, I shouldn't be making this all about the Phillies not showing up. I am because... Frankly, you're making me look bad. Not only yourselves, but me. Because I'm sitting here on this gigantic pulpit going on and on and on about Philadelphia. Philly this, Philly that, Philly fan this, Philly fan that. I want to be one of you. And then you show up and you get no hit. I guess the Astros had something to do with it. I probably should acknowledge that. A combined, for real. For real. A combined no-no in the World Series. I mean, it's historic, I suppose, I guess. However, I don't want to get too carried away. I think that the icon, Jeff Passan, nailed this once. Remember, he had a take on a combined no-hitter. Quote, 
because a combined no-hitter is to a no-hitter what boneless wings are to chicken wings, a lesser version not worthy of respect. That's big brain Jeff Passan. Pretty smart guy. Very smart guy. And a great take from him. Great analogy. Houston did get it done in a World Series game that they had to have. I've got to give them that. And they got it done with their number four starter on the bump. Something else I'll be very real about and transparent. I didn't bet that series. I didn't bet that series because part of me wanted to bet Philadelphia, but Houston's arm scared the hell out of me. And it's because of things like that. They get that kind of performance from a four guy. And we know what they have in the back end of their bullpen. Christian Javier, literally, literally untouchable last night. And if you're wondering how this guy got yanked after six no-hit innings, it's because he did make 97 pitches, and they want to make sure that they still had him, potentially in relief for Game 7 if necessary. And it's because Houston had already blown that game open in the fifth, starting with a Jordan Alvarez bases loaded hit-by-pitch. And then who came up? My dude, Breggy. Coming through with the swing that may have changed the entire series. Alex Bregman in an 0-2 hole. Waits on this pitch. Here it comes. Cracks one to right. Down the line. That's a fair ball. Alex Bregman delivers. Two runs are in. Bregman to second with a two-run double. And the Astros lead it 3-0. Fox. Love Breggy. You know, I know a lot of you hate the Astros. Hate on the Astros. We'll never forgive the Astros. I love that guy. I've always loved that guy. With the way, and by the way, I did sit with his old man. I met his pop when we went to New Mexico, when we ran straight up G. His old man's a beauty, too. Remember his old man taught his kid, TTFU, TTFU? Had a great talk with him. So the way Philadelphia shows up at the dish, game four was pretty much a wrap right there. And again, credit to Houston's pitching, credit to their bullpen, especially to their bullpen, three innings, a single base runner, no sniffs of any hope for the Phils. But then again, we knew that. So now what do we have? We have ourselves a tied-up series. And Philly City employee is probably the only one in town that's happy about that. Nobody is working OT to Crisco any lamppost today. Nobody needs to hide the diesel batteries from the locals. Everybody's just hoping, just hoping the Phillies remember to bring their bats to the park. All right, so I have used antiperspirant sticks for years, but what is amazing about Dove Men Dry Spray is that it feels light and clean on your skin, and it's also quick and easy to use, and it's great for topping up when you're on the go. Now, let me ask you this. Do you feel like your antiperspirant keeps you dry all day? Dove Men Plus Care Dry Spray has an instantly drying antiperspirant formula that can help give you a cleaner feel and offers 48, I said 48, 48 hours sweat and odor protection. Dove Men Dry Spray feels light and clean on your skin and it is so quick and easy to use, especially when you're on the go. Also, Dove Men Dry Spray contains... Dove's unique one-quarter moisturizing cream that helps to protect your skin. It leaves your skin feeling comfortable, and it helps to protect it. Win, win, win. Try Dove Men Dry Spray. Goes on dry, clean feel, all day. 
See, the thing about this Phillies team is they might be the one group that can shake off the humiliation of getting no hit in their own park in the World Series. Let's check some of the vibe. Now, you just have to decide whether or not you believe what you're hearing. They're saying the right things, but do they believe what they're saying? Maybe. Check out Kyle Schwarber. He literally said, and again, literally, quote, I really don't give a bleep. Just to be part of this end of baseball history, just how does it feel when you realize this is just the second World Series no-no? Yeah, I really don't give a <laughs> No, move on tomorrow. It's cool. We'll be in the history books, I guess. Sort of like that. And when it comes to that guy, that masher, I tend to believe him. I don't give a bleep. Kind of like his point about, yeah, I guess. It's kind of cool. We're in the history books. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of sounds like he does give a bleep. But it is the right idea. Castellanos took it a step further. He claimed he's already forgotten that it happened. This guy's acting like it didn't even happen. It's over with. You know, I've forgotten about it. And now it's just uh, setting your sights on tomorrow and getting ready to go. What are you expecting in the final home game here this year at the bank? Well, I do know that we're going to be ready, you know, and we're going to give it everything we got. And I know the city's going to be behind us. Oh, yeah, they will. They should, unless you get off to another horrible start. And then the city will not be behind you. We know, Philly fan. So, look, these guys are saying the right things. But don't tell me. Show me. Because that no-show made you and made me look horrible, given how hard I've been riding with you. I don't want to make it about me, but let's make it about me for a minute. Because I've been making it all about you. And me chirping about it on a nationally syndicated radio and TV program may not even be your biggest problem. Me calling you out is not your biggest problem. In fact, your biggest problem is your own. Your biggest problem is in your own backyard. Never mind getting on the wrong side of me or even the boss. You better hit your knees before this game and pray you do not get on the wrong side of this guy, one of your own, the ultimate Philly fan. I heard you get terrible swamp ass before every start. McCullers, Hoskins got with your girlfriend in high school twice. That is getting smoked. How much sticky stuff's in that hair? I know there's something in that lettuce. Don't even get me started on you. Valdez, what's in your glove? What the hell's in your glove? Show me the off speed. My grandma could have rocked that. You need to figure it out. I haven't seen a strike yet. Billy's money line. Billy's money line is free tonight. The funny thing about this. Is that guy, Philly fan, the ultimate Philly fan, he will turn on Philly player, all right? He will redirect that smack. You don't want that. You do not want that boomerang on you. So you've got amazing fans, Phillies. Show up for them tonight. And you better don't forget your bats again. Philly had a foot on their throat last night. And the Astros reversed it and put them in an ankle lock. Now what? Phillies Brass needs to find that heckler. Get him a stretch limo. 
and a police escort so he can be at the bullpen early when Verlander's getting warmed up. I mean, get this dude a helicopter if necessary. Land that thing in center field. Drop this guy on a rope right into the bullpen. Remember last time you clowned Verlander for wearing a fat suit on the bump? You know, basically C-minus smack. Can you imagine what our guy can run at this guy? Especially giving Verlander's lack of success in the World Series. That guy, whoever that guy is, that guy, that guy, how do I put this? My man, that guy was born to run smack. I love the boss. I'm not kind of an old school punk rock, alternative rock guy, but I, I love the boss. But that guy right there, that guy was born to run smack. You clones? No, one last thought. That guy was born to run smack. And you clones were born to get run. I mean, I hailed it, but I meant it. That guy was born to run smack. And you clones were born to get run. Philly fan, now what? Good to have you, Richie. What's going on? Philly fan, last night you got a taste. Philly fan, we're sick of you. Sick of your crumbling city. Sick of your ugly girlfriends. Uh, cousin. Sick of your diesel batteries. And we're sick of your burning couches. So take your F-bombs and take it all away. War, Kyrie believes in the moon's made of cheese. War, J. Stu, out. Chase Stu got a war. He actually, he said, take your F-bombs and... Get him out of here. Like he went Tommy Smothers. He went elk on Tommy Smothers with it. Richie in Houston taking a run at Philly fan and the city of Philadelphia. Yo, Richard, do so at your own risk. Hey, are you craving some protein after a good workout? I always am. Listen, this time don't make a shake or eat a bar. Grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender and made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a wood fire. And it goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach, anywhere at all. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you do not see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Oh, Trapper, what's your beef? He is Vincent Goodwill. Vince, what's up, my man? Good to have you back. How are you? Hey, Jim. Always good to be on with you, man. How you doing? Good, good, dude. Appreciate you making time for it. Got to start with the Nets. Let me start with Steve Nash's removal. Anything at all surprising to you, Vince, about the firing of Steve Nash, the timing or anything at all involved with it? The timing of it only was because of Tuesday night on TNT and you had the entire basketball world sort of focused on it. Jim, I believe they wanted to do it on Sunday morning, but they couldn't do it on Sunday morning because Kyrie Irving made a debacle of everything on Saturday night. Isn't it crazy how something always gets thrown off of whack in Brooklyn because of something Kyrie Irving says or does? And it's never clear. And if it is clear, it's it's disturbing. So if I'm Steve Nash, 
I'm doing dances around wherever a state that I'm living in right now because that's one less headache that I got to worry about. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good day to me that he gets to walk away. They said it was mutual. It was a firing. Whatever the hell it was, to me, it's a good day for Steve Nash. Now, Vince, to your point about Kyrie Irving, isn't it amazing that it's always something surrounding or involving Kyrie? What do you make of him posting that link to a film that is generally considered anti-Semitic, leaving the tweet up? for several days, and then being combative initially when he was asked about it. It's par for the course for Kyrie Irving, a guy who, let's be perfectly honest, it's always him. He's always the smartest guy in the room. He's always throwing a rock and hiding his hand. He's always shirking responsibility and accountability, and it's always you. It's always you in the public. It's always you in the media that, that twist up his intentions and twist up his words. And a few minutes ago, he was talking to the media in Brooklyn saying, I wasn't the one that made the documentary. It wasn't me that did it, but you're the fool that put it out there. Like I'm trying to figure out at what point does the NBA as a whole say we're done with this guy because he's more, he's more trouble than what he's worth. He's talented. He's gifted. All these other things. He can be spellbinding and dazzling on the floor but if he doesn't help you win and he's not helping you at the box office because the Brooklyn Nets have the, the lowest season ticket base in the league, he's promoting offensive and hurtful things. He's doubling and tripling down on it. And even with statements, he's not willing to apologize. I'm trying to figure out why the NBA hasn't actually come down hard on him. Vincent Goodwill is joining us. Two thoughts on that. Number one, I mean, what an amazing statement. I'm not the one that made the documentary. Why are you looking at me? Why are you coming for me? Why is it about me? I'm not the one that made the documentary. I mean, that, that is so insulting. I don't even know where to start. Number two, to your point that I don't know why this guy is still in the league. I mean, to the point, not only is he still in the league, the league hasn't done a damn thing about it, and neither has his team. How is it that this guy has not been disciplined by either the team or the league for it? I don't think the door is closed on him being disciplined by the league. I know that we are used to the David Stern, the emperor's NBA, where he would have already have been disciplined and tweets have been taken down and everything else. Adam Silver is a little more diplomatic for whatever reason. He's going to call Kyrie Irving into his office. I firmly believe that Kyrie Irving's press conference today and whatever he says in the league office is going to determine whatever discipline that he faces from the league. But there's nothing that Kyrie Irving has shown to the public, publicly or privately, it seems, that shows any level of back down, that shows any level of accountability or responsibility. So basically now if you're forcing him to apologize to Adam Silver privately and you know that he's not going to do it publicly, it's a moot point. So I would not be surprised, Jim, if there was some type of discipline on the back end of this. Like we've seen three or four statements from all from the NBA, from the Brooklyn Nets, from Joe Sy and everything else, and not one time have you actually heard Kyrie Irving take accountability, even from the PA. And this guy is a vice president. So tell me, Jim Rome, how am I supposed to feel or how anybody is supposed to feel about this guy having a seat at the table coming up onto one of the biggest collective bargaining discussions that you are ever going to have in this league's history, and he can't even do something as simple as say, you know what? My bad. I didn't know how harmful this video was. I don't hold these beliefs. That's not my get down. I apologize. He can't even say something as simple as that.
Vincent Goodwill. I cannot tell you why that is other than that's Kyrie doing what Kyrie does. I know this. He's not sorry. He's not sorry for any of it. He's not sorry for any of it other than the fact that we seemingly just don't understand him. The only thing he's sorry for is that he's in this situation, but I know that he doesn't think that it's his fault. You actually had a great line about Irving in your most recent column for Yahoo. Quote, Irving can't be bargained with. He won't blend in. He won't back down because he sees it as a weakness and he will set a fire everything he touches. Then he'll walk away smoking a cigarette while it burns. Angela Bassett style. End of quote. It's a great, great line by you. Is he going to ultimately end up burning this franchise to the ground? What's left of this franchise, Jim? Because it doesn't look like it's a contender there. You've just brought in the guy who's had sexual misconduct accusations or or whatever the situation was. Like, you got to tell me what's left of the Brooklyn Nets. And for me, Clara Sy, who has been pretty adamant about women's issues and everything else, like, how did this get by her? How did all of this, as far as hiring Ime Udoka, get by her? And I know so many people are saying, hey, it was a consensual relationship and everything else. Clearly, there's a lot more that's going to this that we don't know about that hasn't been disclosed. And you mean to tell me that the Brooklyn Nets are going to be the uh, the bastions of virtue when they can't even handle Kyrie Irving? Now you're going to put Ime Udoka out here and say, hey, you're going to be the person that's going to talk to the media every single day. You are the spokesperson unofficially. You are the spokesperson for our franchise and like you said, whatever's left of this franchise, you have no future, you have no hope, they're not a contender, it's a poorly built team, and you're wasting the left, the, the best of what's left of Kevin Durant's career. That's a real shame in this, too. Hey, Vince, I don't know exactly what happened in Boston, but I think I'm pretty safe in assuming that it was not just a consensual relationship because you've got a coach who was a first-year coach who had that team in the NBA Finals who did a hell of a job, and they don't want him anywhere near that building. They have locked him out of that building. They suspended him for an entire year, so I'm guessing it was not a consensual relationship. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was... Whatever it was. Whatever it was, yet the Nets can't wait to bring this guy in. You mentioned KD. What about KD? I mean, he wanted out. They didn't let him out. Is there any way they would move him? I think it's in the best interest of their franchise to let him out at this point. Like, he's the one asset that you have that could recoup you young players and draft picks. And they've done it before, you know, when when they had to – you know, offload, you know, when they got the Kevin Garnett and the Paul Pierce's, that didn't work out. And they wound up taking on, you know, players with bad contracts to get draft picks. And it was a long and painful process. And at the end of that process, you wound up getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I would say at this point, if Kevin Durant is not playing on a team that has a modicum of hope and they don't have it, if you're two and six at this stage, You can't fool yourself into thinking you're a championship team. You can't fool yourself into thinking that you're barely a playoff team when you look at the Clevelands and the Bostons and the Milwaukee's teams that actually have it together. You can't tell me that the Brooklyn Nets are going to turn this around. So it's time to have real honest conversations and to tell Kevin Durant, KD, you were the first to see it. You knew that we were building a dumpster fire here, and now it's on fire and Kyrie has poured more kerosene on it. Where do you want to go? We will make it happen. Yeah, but Vince, to be fair, let's be fair now. They do have Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can come to the rescue. 
What do you make of what you've seen from Ben Simmons so far? Have you seen anything from Ben Simmons? Not to be funny about it, Jim, but I, it's the one thing I will say, he looks so unsure of himself. And that it doesn't, he doesn't look like a guy who has missed a game of basketball for over 500 days. He doesn't look like a guy that knows where he fits in the ecosystem of this team and in this league. And now on top of that, you have knee problems, which is going to cause you to miss, I believe, the next couple of games while you're going on the road. So, yeah, from a talent standpoint, maybe Ben Simmons three years ago before everything started to weigh on him, maybe that would have been a reasonable alternative and solution. But the Ben Simmons that we see now doesn't look like he can help anybody. He's got to get himself right. Yeah, I don't see a guy that looks any different than the last time we saw him on the floor when he was in a bad spot. And I'm not trying to make light of what he's dealing with or what he's going through, but I agree with you, Vince. I don't think he looks any better or any different or any more sure of himself. He is a senior NBA writer for Yahoo Sports. He is a host on Sirius XM Radio. I respect him a lot. Consider him a good friend of the program, Vincent Goodwill. Vince, really appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thanks, man, Jim. I really appreciate you. Have you ever experienced the flavor of actual live fire cooking? We're not talking about a fire pit in the backyard. This is about the big green egg, the ultimate cooking experience. I know you know about it because the second I got mine and I started talking about it, people were rushing up on me like they knew. They wanted to talk about it. It's because the egg is the most versatile grill you're ever going to own. I'm telling you, you can grill, roast, smoke, sear, and even bake. Yes, try a pizza on the egg. It will amaze you. It works. It's incredible. So stop wasting money on grills that you have to replace every few years. We've all been there. We've done that. It gets old. Forget the pellets and the knockoffs, too. Listen to me. Roll with an authentic big green egg. It is a ceramic marvel. It's backed by a lifetime warranty. That's right, a lifetime warranty. It is simple to light. It is easy to use. It works without a power source. You don't have to plug anything in. So with the playoffs and the holidays approaching, you cannot beat a smoked turkey on an egg. How cool is that? And it makes a great gift. And they've got two models that are perfect for tailgating. The best part is you can have it delivered right to your house for free from a local dealer in your community. That's right. Shop online at BigGreenEgg.com. Have it delivered to your house for free. That's how I did it. It was an awesome experience. That's BigGreenEgg.com. And yes, you will thank me later. Let's go to the 818. Studio City Beaks. What's going on, Beaks? How are you? Oh, I'm okay, man. And uh dude, thanks for for letting me in. I uh you know, this today it ain't about well, I guess I will say this. It's about jokes. It's about one of us and me just kinda taking my shot, man. You know, it's it's but no, I'm doing good. It ain't about any sports sticks. But I will say this, man. Um like you said the other day when you took my call that day, you said, Hey, it's just the jungle of the jungle, man. We're, it's the family. We do what we do. So here's my shot. And I'm taking it at one of the guys, smack off guys, taking it at Benny. And, uh, so here we go, man. You know what, Benny? I, uh, I sat here and I'm literally sitting at the pool at my parents' house by the jacuzzi 
And uh, I was thinking about your call, and I listened to your smack off 28 call. And you know what, Chief? You, uh, if you're going to come at me, if this is going to be an entertainment thing and go through the Jim Rome show and like we're going to be that family that we are, here you go. This and the clones want this. We all wanted to hear this call from me because this is off the cuff. I don't have any paper in front of me, in front of me anything. Um, let's go through your call, and it's this, Jim. It's going to be thirty seconds, and you guys get you'll you'll dummy real quick. Benny, you took eight seconds to actually pick up the phone. And Jim was like, really, you're you're on a, like, so there's that, number one. And then two, you went into your boy left in terms of, like, doing something with him. And we all know you're part of his crew. And then three, dude, you, uh, you have no business calling anybody uh, – any of us out in meeting us in real life where I met all, I've met all you guys that really matter. You know what, Benny, you know, who doesn't matter? Guess what? Wait, what, what beaks? He's gone. We did not do that. We did not do that. He didn't do that. Beaks, and my man, you can't call back and finish, all right? I I gave you every opportunity, more of an opportunity than you deserved or more of an opportunity than anybody's ever received. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited for the payoff. And so finally, Benny, Benny, guess what? Guess what? What, Beaks? What? What? And then the call disconnected. We did not run him. Clearly, we did not run him. You saw how much runway I gave him. Clearly, we did not run him. Because we could have run him five minutes earlier. I wanted him to pay it off. I wanted him to finish it. And after all, he did tell me, Jim, it's going to just take 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. Real quick. Benny, Benny. Benny, and then finally, this setup. He was setting him up, you know, jab, 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 jab. And then here came the overhand right. Benny, guess what? Crickets? Well, my man, I'm glad that you're doing better. You sound great. I mean... Is it golden ticket time? You're on the watch list, Beaks. I can't give you one for that. But man, you got my attention. Did I or did I not say prior to that call, I do not know what we're going to get. But let's find out. Beaks in Studio City. This message is sponsored by Discover. Did you know you could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails 
with online privacy protection, the latest innovation from Discover. Discover will help you regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And they will do it for free. Activate in the Discover app and see terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Taunted him. You know, like Muhammad Ali over Cassius Clay. Or Sonny Liston, I should say. You remember that famous picture? That was Beeks standing over a fallen Benny after shocking the world. And I said, now we wait. Now we wait. Now we wait to see if and when Benny will respond. Well, we don't have to wait that long. Let's go to Wisconsin. Benny. Hey, Benny, how you doing? You all right? Oh, man, contrary to uh, what just happened, I am okay. Contrary to, you know, after taking that verbal Excalibur to the gut by Beaks, I I am all right, surprisingly. Um, And you, you didn't have to correct yourself, Jim. That was a triumphant return by Beaks. Um, I think, you know, I was, I was sitting at my parents' house. Uh, I had filled up the, the kiddie pool with cheap vodka, and I was having a soak and, you know, thinking about both my smack-off call and, uh, and Beeks' call just now, uh, which I'm still licking my wounds from. Um, and I think I'm going to help my boy out here. I think what he was trying to say is that uh, my smack-off call sucked. And um, regardless of whether or not that's a take, uh, he's absolutely right. It was, it was bad. It was my worst effort ever, and it won't happen again. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I just, there's one thing that I want Beeks to know. Guess what, Beeks? Guess what? Guess what, Beeks? Hey, Beeks. Guess what? Beeks. Hey, Beeks. Guess what? I can see Alvy. Uh, Alvy was getting ready to run him. But instead, Benny and Wisco just pulled a beaks and the phone just disconnected. I'm sorry, that was pretty funny. Hey, hey, hey Beaks, guess what? Hey, 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 Beaks. Beaks, guess what? Hey, guess what, Beeks? Beeks, guess what? Hey, yo, Beeks, guess what, bro? Beeks, guess what? All right, so there's Benny's response. Can we all move along now? Are we good? Or not? So it is one of my favorite segments. We do this every single week. Once a week, it's on Thursdays. And it just gives you an opportunity to come in here and just complain. Normally, I would say never complain. Never complain. It's not good. It's not healthy. It gets you nowhere. It's really bad for your headspace. What I'm saying is you can complain once a week. I'll even give you a platform for it. Just turn it into a beef. Give me your beef and complain or beef about anything you want. Doesn't even have to be sports. As an example, let's get right at it. Keep in mind, the social media beefs are always better than the caller beefs. I'm hoping today's different, but deep down, I know it won't be. Starting with, and this guy's going to set the tone. Hopefully, he does a good job. Jim, 
My beef is with Preacher Man droning on and on every Sunday. He needs to take a lesson from the beef segment. Get in, make your point, keep it tight, get out. Stephen the 904. That's interesting. So you want Preacher Man just to get in, get out? You know, you go to church, you get dressed up, you go to church, you go to pray, be close to the maker, your maker. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, Steve. I don't think that's how that works. I don't know. Anyway, interesting. He wants his preacher man to stop droning on and on. Get in, get out. Make your point, man. Make it a beef. Romy, my beef is with opening a box of Kleenex. Why is it so damn hard to get a Kleenex out of a box when you open it? Can't Kleenex put five less sheets in a box so we can pull out a clean Kleenex or make the box larger? Figure it out, Kleenex! Signed Sam in 69-degree Iowa. That's got to be nice, right? 69 in Iowa on November 3rd? At my boy Yatrick tweets, Yimmy, my beef is the sleazy couple making out in the pool and sauna doing a kid's birthday party. Come on, Patrick. You know you got your phone out. You're rolling tape on that, bro. Come on, man. Don't act like you don't like that. Snags. My beef is with disrespectful trick-or-treaters. Don't stick your bag in my face without saying trick-or-treat. Or start begging that I give you two pieces. Or ask me, what kind of candy do I have? You're getting one piece, and it's going to be a mounds bar, you little turd. Patrick in Alabama. Yo, smack. I have beef with the hardos. I like that already. Yo, smack, I've got beef with the hardos. The hardos who think that putting ketchup on a hot dog is a reason to go. How much of a loser ass are you to care that much about what condiments somebody puts on their glizzy? I hope the next time one of these pompous clowns is eating their precious hot dog, they choke on it. And some retired EMT has got to perform the Heimlich maneuver. Craig, Maine, I agree with that. I I don't know why that's such a polarizing thing, why that's a reason to go, why people take offense to that. I mean, I sorry to say, but ketchup on a hot dog is almost like peanut butter and jelly to me. It just seems like natural, like like it's unlawful not to. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I know. Be careful. I don't give a damn. What? Why is ketchup on a hot dog so offensive? And by the way, why is that so different than mustard? Well, and I don't even want to ask the question because I know I'll get the answer. It's not to me. I, by the way, I do both. Ketchup and mustard. And if I'm in the mood and I'm at the ballpark, I may even hit that with a little bit of relish. Not onions. Not Kraut. I'm not a Kraut guy at all. Kraut's ass. I don't like Kraut. Ever. Ever. I don't like Kraut on anything. There's a reason why they call it sour Kraut. They should call it ass Kraut. Yeah, but I've never understood that whole 
ketchup on a dog is a reason to go. I'm with you, bro. Craig, I'm with you. Jim, my beef is not only the people who bring their pets to the home improvement store, but the ones who wheel them around in a baby stroller. Yes, I saw it. Again, leave them at home. BZ in Pensacola. Romy Rome. My beef is with Die Hard is a Christmas movie guy. Last I checked, Hans Gruber and the boys weren't handing out Christmas cards to the guests at Nakatomi Plaza. Craig and Corvallis. Craig. The reason they weren't is they were the terrorists, dude. Not only is Die Hard a Christmas movie, it's the best Christmas movie. Now that we're in Christmas season, I challenge any of you to come up with a better Christmas movie than Die Hard. I won't even get into come up with a better movie than Die Hard. You'd be hard-pressed. It, hell yes, it's a Christmas movie. Why does that, that's almost as offensive as saying, "Hey man, did you put ketchup on that hot dog?" You and me have a problem. It, it's a Christmas movie. It is. That's not my opinion. It is. It absolutely is a Christmas movie. A damn good one at that. I, I've said this before. I'll say it again one more time. I couldn't wait until my kids were old enough to watch Die Hard with me. And they loved it. They loved it. Just like they loved Top Gun, the original. Rome. Slider. You stink. Rome, I've got a beef with my dog. Every time me and the lady try to wrestle, the the dog gets all worked up like I'm doing something wrong when I'm about to pin the gal. But when my dog goes all digital underground on my leg, I'm just supposed to sit there until she's done. Ain't that a bitch? Easy, Kenneth. Wow, bro. Hola, Mr. Rome. My beef is with one of my wife's personal goals. This particular goal is to go out and drag me along to eat out at these trendy, tool bag-laden, L.A., quote, eateries, end of quote. Yes, dear. Of course, I would love nothing more than waiting in an extra long line to be both annoyed and abused by absolutely atrocious hipster service straight from hell. Ron in Santa Monica. That's my favorite. I like that. That's clever. That's original. That's good. Rome, I got a beef. I watch the home remodel shows. The one person that shows up is couple who gets in the bathtub or shower together. And then implied they will be getting it on in there. Thanks for the visual. Your mothers must be so proud. Dino in Vegas. Time to find another house to flip. Yeah, I, I kind of stopped watching those shows. I was into that for a long, long time. But I agree. Those bags that would sit down in the bathtub, that's a reason to go. That is. Like, what are you doing in the bathtub? You, you fit or you don't fit. Well, yeah, I know one day if you buy that house, you'll take baths. and Stop. 
That's a reason to go. Dear Jim, my beef is with the front office of my beloved Green Bay Packers. Here we are struggling. Struggling. Needing help. And they just sit on their ass and they do nothing. We're a Green Bay tour stop. Darren and Green Bay, that's true. But you know why? Because that's who they are. That's what they do. That's what they've always done. That's what they will always do. Time stood still in Green Bay, at least in that regard. Hey, Jim, I got a beef with the butt chuck at work, who on November 3rd is still walking up to people and saying, Halloween is over. You can take off your mask. (laughs) Phil in Wisconsin. My beef is with Josh Heupel. How dare he come in and within two years take the perennial SEC letdown UT to a national championship contender? How dare he lose 30 players in the portal and beat Alabama? How dare he succeed in the SEC without a 100 million NIL collective? Signed every SEC coach. Not name Nick Saban. Mike in Florida. Well done, Mike. Aside from the 10 spelling errors in that, well done. It says, my beef is with LeBron James. Me? First, you want Space Jam. Now you're about to ruin the house party franchise, making it all about you losing your ring during a house party. Worry about winning basketball games. And not being bailed out by the new Matty Ice Ryan. Hell, Lily doesn't need you to sell for AT&T either. Guess you'll be the king of ruining franchises. Signed Hassan. Matty Ice was incredible last night. Dude, that three-pointer was unbelievable. Save Braun. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Not bad for a guy who was like driving Uber a year ago, right? Or delivering Uber Eats or whatever it was. That was an unbelievable shot. That's two for them. It is true, though. Do we really need that guy selling us phones now? At 672. My beef is with Ike's. Oh, don't you dare start, dude. Dude, I I don't even want to read the rest. Uh, I'll do it. Careful. Careful, brother. That's like starting a beef with my beef is with Javier. My beef is with Ike's. Don't get me wrong. Top three Sando spots. But we can't get the Hall of Fame radio broadcaster Sando here in the Bay. But this isn't some rando Joe Schmo talking head. This is Jim effing Rome. Do better, Ike. Distribute that Sando to all the locations. All right, really quickly, Tommy, get on the mic for me. Because you recently spent some quality time with Ike, did you not? He's pulling it together. He didn't expect this. I did indeed. Okay, so why did you spend time with the legendary sandwich entrepreneur, an empire builder, Ike. Made an incredible offer to the XR4TI we couldn't refuse, and that was to make an XR4TI Sando, which now exists. 
It's the 65 and a half. Yours is the 65. Ours is the 65 and a half. You can order these at any location. Just throw out the number. It doesn't matter what is actually on the menu. If you throw out 65 and a half, they'll look it up and make it for you. But your number 65 is going on the menu at every location that is in process that, that is actually going to replace the Steph Curry, believe it or not. And it's going to be on the menu at every single Ike's location. What? All right, so I'm not going to ask why I'm replacing Steph Curry. People love your Sando. What's that? People love your Sando. High but, volume seller. I love, love it. you as well, and they love so the Sando. So was it? Was it not okay? How yeah, many yeah. restaurants does he have now? How many shops? I think he just got to number one hundred. I should really know that, but I think they just hit one hundred. Right, so he's like a monster. monster. He's monster. a monster. There's a hundred. So what you're saying to me is some of it is regional, like right? Okay. Menu changes. Like I believe our sandwich will be on the in on the restaurant menu and the restaurant closest mm. to us here, um, only in one spot. Then there's some that are regional and there's some that are at right, every so single location. So what's happening location. is what this guy's saying is, come on, man. How do we not get it here in the Bay? And what you're saying to me is, A, you might be able to soon via the menu, but just because it's not on the menu doesn't mean you can't get it. You just have to ask for it. Exactly. He's saying he doesn't That's see right. it on the menu, but you can order it anyway. And soon you will see it on every menu. All right. So what is my number and what is your number? Number 65, Jim Rome. Number 65 and a half, the XR4TI. All right. Now, this is great. Mm. James Kelly just asked me, quote, what's on ours and how was I not consulted? Number one, James, there is no ours in you. You are not ours. Ours, O-U-R-S, ours is for people who work every day. You do not, so you are not us. Now, that, that's why you weren't consulted. Now, in terms of the question, what's on theirs? That's what you meant to say, James. What's on theirs, not what's on ours. Tommy, what is on yours? Sorry, Head, I overlooked that. I should have. Uh, no, you shouldn't I should have. have asked. I should have He's not one of us. Steak, bacon, honey mustard, barbecue, pickles. Holy bleep. And, I, and onion rings. That's right. That's the twist. Holy bleep. Good too. It I don't want to say the XR4TI sandwich is better than my sandwich because no sandwich is better than my sandwich, but that is freaking legit. Yeah. And it's it's great. We we tested a bunch of different sauces and a bunch of different styles of the steak and bacon, um, but it it works. It's great. So Ike brought you in and you guys went into the sandwich lab and you That's knocked right. that out. That's right. Cheddar also is on there. Hell yes, it is. That's right. Man, I know what we're doing after the show. All right, so mine's the 65, and you're the 65 and a half. That's right. There you go. Nice job. Well happy done. Happy Sandwich Day. And today is Happy Sandwich Day. Ike. Thank you, Ike. Thank you, Ike. My man, Ike. So, Ike, Ike is, and nothing against my guy, Merdad. I love him. From Sam's to Go in Isla Vista, who used to be the guy, and still is the guy. Merdad is still the guy. Shout out, Merdad. Janet saw Merdad the other day, and he... <laughs> Forty years later, he's still running those shops and has an eleven thousand square foot home in Santa Barbara. So don't worry about Merdad. But Janet rolled in on Merdad and goes, "I'm I'm Jim Rome's wife." And Merdad was like, "Are you kidding? You're Jim Rome's wife." Even bigger than Merdad is Ike. Ike is a sandwich legend. He is a re- he. Ike, to me, is the greatest restaurateur in America not named Javier. And Javier keeps a private jet. Ike probably does, too, by the way. Anyway, happy sandwich day, Ike. And to that guy, we we got way off track on that, but I want to make sure everybody understands. If you go into an Ike's and they're not, I'm not paid for this. 
They're not a paid sponsor. If you go into an Ike store and you do not see the mm. XR Forti Sando or the Jim Rome Sando, just ask for it. Tommy made a great point. It may be regional and it might not be on the board, but they'll make it. They'll look it up. So mine is the 65, best Sando ever. Second best Sando ever is the 65 and a half. All right, moving along. Same My price, beef is three. with the NBC Sunday night football song. Carrie Underwood literally sounds like an in-tune Yoko Ono. Sarah T. Wow, Sarah, that's harsh. Um, You know what? I'm... I'm not going to beef with that beef. I'm kind of tired of that song. I'm with you. I feel you. I'm all right. I, I'm, that, that doesn't offend me that you said that. The song doesn't offend me, but it doesn't offend me that it offends you. I'm not in it for that. I'm in it for football. There are other things about that broadcast that I find more offensive than that, for sure. Hey, Jim, my beef is with Alabama guy whining about trick-or-treaters and giving out tiny, crappy Mounds bars. But not shocking coming from somebody who lives in the cheapest tipping state in the union. War full-size candy bars for the kids for Halloween. Tom in Minneapolis. Sounds like a Minneapolis thing to say. They're, They're very friendly there. It's the Midwest. Give them a full bar. Let's try the phones. You want a beef? 1 800 636 8686. Let's go to Grand Rapids, Jack. Hey, Jack, how are you? What's your beef? My beef is with trashy subdivisions and trailer parks who try to add class by calling themselves Paradise Estates. That isn't paradise, and there are no estates. Do better. My man, Jack. I have a beef with trailer park communities referring to themselves as trailer park estates. There is no estate. Do better. (laughs) Well done, Jack. We're not judging. We're not being snooty. But you don't live in an estate. You live in a trailer park. It's not paradise. And it's not an estate. 1-800-636-8686. Let's keep this beef segment rolling. Let's go to Rochester. Clinton. Clinton, what's your beef? Hey, man, my beef is I got an actual death threat. And you know what? I'm sitting here trying to go to the community center. They send me to 911. 911 sends me to 311. And guess what? I got to go find a cop now because 311 doesn't do those type of calls. So my beef is I'm trying to find a cop. And they're nowhere around. You know, I feel it, dude. That that was a legitimate, legitimate beef. He sounded angry from the second he called. All right, 1-800-636-8686. Not really sure what happened. He said he got a death threat? Yeah, I, I guess if somebody threatened my life and I couldn't find an authority, I would have a beef with that too. I feel you, my man. Let's go to New York. Justin in New York. Justin, what is your beef? Hey, I got my beef is with my sister who 
calls herself a genius, but while playing a board game with her, she uh, went on to say that the United States was located in Central America. So, no, you're not a genius. No. No, I would agree. She's not far from it. Far from it. And you know what? I'm the smartest person in the world because America is located on the moon. I'm smart. Okay. So far, the calls aren't that smart, but maybe they'll get better. 1-800-636-8686. Let's go to Austin. Bart in Austin. Bart, what's your beef? My beef was with you, Jimmy. You clowned on me the other day because I reminded you there was a World Series game on, and you were too busy talking about cornhole or WNBA or soccer or something like that, and now you've covered it for two days in a row. Your apology is accepted. Welcome to the party, pal. Bartman out. Ah! Bartman, you are definitely out. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. That's just not true, dude. None of that was true. None of that was true. And you self-glossed at the end. So you made you made up a bunch of crap that was not true. You slandered me, and then you self-glossed at the end. So add him to the list, Alvin. Even if you self-gloss during a beef segment, it is still not allowed. I did not not talk about the World Series. I did not not talk about the World Series because I was talking soccer or the WNBA. None of that's true, dude. Keep your Van Smack slander out yourself glossing mouth bart keep my name out your mouth let's keep going why don't we try abilene clay and abilene clay what's your beef what's up, what's up jimbo what's up dude hey i got a i got a beef with my step bro last weekend my dad and stepmom had me go pick this turd bird up from band camp or whatever that tool's in these days after two tinkle stops and this this little glue sniffer has the nerve to pull Paul's dog and throws up in my cup holders. When I asked him if he was car sick, he said, no, he was just homesick and sick of me. They should have got a dog. My man, that glue sniffer throwing up in your cup holders. I feel you, Clay. That was kind of tough to follow for a minute. Like, my man was talking a different language. You talk about how back in the day when I came up and we had the glossary, remember that? Old school, old school. Some of the old heads would be like, what the hell is he? I don't even know what he's saying. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. What are you doing? What are we doing here? Like, what, what language is that guy talking? I felt that way about him for a minute. What am I here for? What, what are we here for? What are we here for? We're here to take telephone calls and run this beef segment out as far as we possibly can. You know what we're here to do? We're here to walk off on a good phone call. That's what we're here to do. Is it possible, Tommy? Can I walk off on a good phone call? Is there a good beef call, or do we quit while we're behind? Let's try Phoenix. Aaron in Phoenix. Aaron, what is your beef? What's up, man? I just got a beef with with these Phoenix folks. Um, As soon as it gets below 75, 80 degrees, they start putting on parkas. They start putting on scarves uh, like like they live in Minnesota. I got another beef. People in Buffalo who think that they're the football capital of the world and they don't produce any football players ever. Not bad, Aaron. Not bad. Except I would say this about Phoenix. I have not been lately, but it is the desert. It gets cold there. We used to spend some winters 
in Phoenix thinking it would be warmer because it's look, I'm from California, so I don't need to get away in the wintertime. But I always, always like the desert. I like the desert in Arizona. I like the desert in Nevada. I like the desert in California. Dodger Jano and I would go to Phoenix in the winter. It gets cold there, yo. I, I understand a scarf. Not at 75, but overnight lows in Phoenix get pretty cold. You know who might find out? Rogues. Rogues has now gotten into both Arizona State and Arizona. And I'm not sure either one of them is an option for him. But if that's where he ends up, he may find out about that. Jake Rome is in Madison, so he knows what cold weather is. All right, 1-800-636-8686. Are we done, Tom? All right, now we're done. Good night now!